It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, grappling fans? We'll first on the history prepare mentally in the game. We're going to pretty close. On grappling fans, hope you're having a good week so far. Uh, man, it's been a wild turn of events over the weekend. We had pretty pretty sweet fight to win event there that we'll, we'll recap very briefly before we jump ahead. But man, we got to talk about it right off the jump here. Who's number one is back this Friday with Gordon Ryan and Kyle Bame in the main event. How psyched are you for that? Michael? Number one is back. Who's number one? There, there it is. Yeah. Never really left. But yeah, but uh, the who's number one event that this thing's all sort of based around? Uh, man. Stoked, super stoked. Gordon versus Bame. Bame stepped up and took the the no time limit challenge that Gordon's been trying to get people to get uh, for his entire career. Nikki versus Ty is a crazy match that everybody's looking forward to, and then Ethan versus Kate should be a fun one. And there's some good undercard stuff that Seth Daniels uh, put together. But uh, let's not forget that's a no time limit main event match. We rarely get to see that, so I'm pretty pumped to see how that turns out. Absolutely. Hopefully, it doesn't go too long. I can't. I can't watch. <laughs> I'm it on out. the call, so I might. I, I might run out of things to say if it goes two hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And then the next day, we got Third Coast, Kumite, Bergia, Hibamar, Roberto Jimenez, some other guys. Gabriel Argus is in there. Yeah, we got Jamie Canudo, uh, Gustavo Batista. The She's first good. round matchups are pretty sick on there. Yeah, um, good event. That is just on Saturday. That's going to be June sixth, and we'll have some of the crews on the ground there in Houston as well. I'll I be there. You're going down. How's going down? Going Dallas and Houston. Texas tour. First doubleheader weekend we've had uh, with two different promotions, I should say. A little while now, huh? Yeah. Probably since February. Used to be normal. Used to be an every weekend thing. <laughs> exactly. But let's get to it. Joining us today, victorious in uh, the co-main event the other night at Fight to Win 142, Dante Leon calling in from Toledo, Ohio. Dante, how you doing? Good, man. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. We're doing great over here. You had a... One hell of a performance against Johnny Tama last weekend in the co-main event. Uh, you, you talked to Michael after the show, but I want to I want to hear it from the source, man. How how are you feeling about that performance? Uh, I felt like I had a really good uh, performance overall. I mean, I had a long time to really prepare and train, as there were no competitions coming up, and I was still active and training between uh, even when there was like the stay-at-home order. I was still training in my house and. <clears throat> lifting in my garage I, I still had like a regular schedule so I basically had like a extended fight camp 
uh, you could say, without having any competitions to prepare for. So uh, with that being said, there's always like a downfall to not competing. You might have more time to train, but there's some ring rust and things to knock off. But with, with all things being considered, I felt I felt amazing. And I, I showed, uh, I think I showed my evolution that I, you know, had during this time away. Oh, yeah, you look great. You hit a triangle, rare triangle from Dante Leon. Usually you're more of a uh, get the back or, or a guillotine That guy. back take was sick, though. Uh, like the truck entry that you hit before you got into the scramble uh, with Johnny. That was really cool, man. Yeah, so like my main thing was I was trying to get to the back from there when he had his hips so high up off the floor. I know Johnny's really – like it's really tough to – it's not as tough to like get around his legs as it is to try and control him in a position. Hold on, before uh, we get into it, let's, 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 let's roll the video. We'll watch the video while you talk about it. Let's, let's, let's go. Oh, okay. We had some yeah. assets coming in. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Here we go. Let's see Dante's uh, entrance. Is this is this you coming out to the Galaxy stuff? No, this is – I came out to Project Pat, so this is uh, uh, <laughs> This is Johnny Tama. Hell yeah. Pro- this I is was, his entrance right I was, here. I, I was a big Project Pat fan back in high school. What Project Pat song <laughs> did you come out to? Is it a new one? I know. I came out to Ben getting money from Crook by the Book. I used to listen to his uh, album called Getty Green. Yeah, that, that was one of his first ones, man. Yeah, I got I got all Project Pat stuff, man. I'm the biggest Project Pat fan ever. I used to listen to a lot of Project Pat and Three Six Mafia when I was a kid. Triple Six. Uh, all right, here's I want I want to see your <laughs> intro. I love, to, I love to fight to win intros. Johnny doing a little lap around the mat. Was it tough fighting Johnny, who's a, a friend of yours? Uh yeah, I mean it's we fought before, so it was you consider just something. closing out. You could have just closed <laughs> out with him, but uh, Do a little handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at right? this. You got money all over the screen. This is badass. Yeah, this one's good. This is this is Seth's little touch right here. I yeah. Think. So yeah, I'm a big fan little of this new angle, man. Hand. They they brought this this out for uh, the the COVID tour and it's it really improved the show just the, the vibe you get when you're at home watching. Yeah, it's pretty baller. You got a bunch of dollar hundred dollar bills on the screen when you come out. All right, that's right. What's your initial reaction here? Like, the, there's only like ten people. It's like me, Hal, and a few other people. What what was it like in there? Well, I thought it was cool. It was really uh, it's a different experience with everything that you get from the crowd being there that's really cool there's like a different kind of charm about there being no crowd kind of a little bit like a fight club just like only hardcore people that are involved in the event are there so it had a nice vibe it's kind of like a fight club yeah johnny's got knee shield guard there the reverse de la Hiva. Uh, he was doing a pretty good job of trying to control my left hand with a two-on-one you see me like Constantly trying to strip the grips and come in heavy with my right knee. I'm trying to control that that top leg there. <clears throat> One thing that Johnny does really well is um, you're going to see pretty soon. He's extremely flexible and his hips can kind of work into like weird little places, man. Like he can wedge his knee into. Um, some places there, like when you feel like you're really getting close to him, he can kind of like sneak a wedge in to keep you away. So his top knee shield is really hard to deal with. I kind of uh, prepared for that coming in for us to be like in this kind of similar position right here. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's there's stuff that you're knowing to look out for because you had trained with him before. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're going to know a little bit about it. Um, we're going to know a little bit about each other. But like I said before, I'm a big believer that training doesn't really mean shit until uh, we get out there and there's money on the line and we're on the stage. You know what I mean? So, for sure. I mean, how you're doing with somebody in training isn't really a good evaluation if you're looking at competition. So right here, I hit right a nice there. knee Beautiful. cut truck entry. So I had the hook. So right here, you did a good job coming over. I got a tight cross face here. Notice how his right arm gets stuck on my side of the body. So I'm trying for the back, but he circles into my guard and I'm able to lock this triangle up here. So here I didn't lock it up all the way. I try and pinch my knees. I'm over both of his shoulders here. So I only have his neck and his arm inside. Notice how both of his shoulders are escaped. So this is going to get really, really tight, really, really quick. I just kind of have to find the angle. This kind of triangle here, you see a lot of the, um, a lot of more nogi guys like started to do this triangle where they kind of lock it on the side. Yeah. So right here, as soon as I get the angle, like the whole time I'm going, I'm not really right here. As soon as I get an angle, I feel the tap. So I was just kind of trying to work to get to that angle where I was kind of off to the side where I just had like a fully locked, my toes could be up. If you notice, my toes were kind of pointed the whole time. I wasn't really able to engage my leg as much as I wanted to but as soon as I got my toes up there and started to engage my hamstring it it felt like the choke was on right away let's let's rerun it go back to before he uh dives under for the back take did Dan Jones teach you that triangle by any chance <laughs> the Jonesy squeeze no <laughs> that's uh he'll probably take credit I know, for I've it. seen a couple people I've seen <laughs> maybe I've seen a couple people do this kind of triangle uh, so the, the first person I've seen really break it down was Gordon, I think, in uh, showing how he likes to lock the triangle on like the side if he has trouble locking the triangle square on. But it's something that I've seen quite a few people do for a while. Uh, Ryan Hall is another guy who you might see do a triangle kind of like this. And Danaher has a whole DVD with things kind of talking about this. So, um, yeah, they're tight knee through i have the underhook here he brings the hips back over kind of like a running escape so right here i i had that hook but he did a really good job of trying to split my legs so the cross face right here is what did everything notice how he's got two arms stuck on one side so he's in a bad spot i could see you swinging um, that right arm a, trying to free it too yeah and since right he's leg. in a bad spot yeah exactly so right here i have a good angle but notice how i'm not locked up tight so I'm really trying to pinch my knees together. See how my knees are kind of in one line right here? Um, even though I'm kind of locked on the toes and it's not a power position for me, and I still have a good lock on it. Again, trying to get the angle. Notice my toes are still pointed. Uh, working to get my toes pointed up straight. So right here, you're going to see my foot, like my heel start to press through, and I find the angle. Notice how flat my foot is there. And... Uh, it's already pretty tight. Like, once I got to that position, it was a tight, tight, tight triangle. Was there anything, like, Edwin told us last week that he could hear Benson being choked. Did you, was it, like, anything like that going on with no Like, crowd? you could hear, like, gurgling or anything like that? Like, yeah, you can definitely hear a lot more. I couldn't really hear him. Johnny's, like, a super tough guy. He's super tough to submit, so I couldn't really hear him struggling too much, um, but... You can definitely hear some things that you usually wouldn't hear. Like you can hear people's breathing. You could hear like Howell and uh, William Tackett on the side in their commentary. 
Tackett was kind of he had like the the golf commentator's voice, you know, <laughs> trying to be real quiet, but like you could still uh, hear what they were saying. So, like I said, it has its own charm about it. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really cool. It's funny you mentioned that uh, the UFC is doing their own private shows, right? And uh, I forget which fight it was, but someone mentioned they heard DC's commentary and chose to like start working on checking low kicks. I don't know; it became a factor. So. Have to be careful this weekend at who's number one. Make sure no tips are given away. Yeah, that's you. You're gonna be uh, <laughs> I know secretly coaching Kyle Bame and his, his pet to be beating Gordon. Uh, Dante, so what what's up with you now? What's your what's your plans coming up? Oh, uh, so the next thing I have planned is the end of June, the end of this month coming up. I have that eight man bracket at um, Third Coast, the one eighty pound and under eight man division. Yeah, who's in there? That's kind I, of I the talk- next. That just got announced today, right? Today or yesterday? I feel like it's really Yeah, cool. the final list is uh, you got Cody Steele, myself, Wagner, John Combs, Pierre Leclerc, Ty Rotulo. I'm seeing Roberto, Roberto Jimenez, Jimenez here, looks like. And, uh, Roberto's doing everything. Who's Johnny Tom looks like he's back in action as well. Who's Johnny Tom, yep. Dante and, and Johnny. Uh, that's that. Oh, um, Pierre Leclerc. Okay. Pierre Leclerc. We saw him at Psy. One time, right? That's where I think I know him from. I think well, he. What do you think? Yeah, about he this replaced. Bracket? I think it's a tough bracket. It's one of those when you have an eight-man bracket. It's any way you slice it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be three tough fights. I mean, it's not it's not a sixteen or thirty-two-man bracket where you got a chance to have one or two cruise buys. Uh, it's kind of like a very uh, dense talent pool and a concentrated, you know, pool of world-class guys. So. First fight's going to be tough, and then I think it's only going to get tougher from there on out. The, the, the actual bracket hasn't been announced yet, right? I don't believe so, no. No, uh-uh. I'm going to ask you this. I, I already know what your answer is going to be. Who would you want your first-round match, the guaranteed match that you would get out of that bracket? Wagner, for sure. Yeah, 100% knew that was going to yeah, be I saw that in that post-match yeah. interview. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to... Uh, you know, I'm not just here to, like, collect medals all the time. I'm here to get, like, the fights that really count and the fights that I want to get, beat the beat the guys who are have Ws over me or, or have any kind of, like, notoriety on par with me as well. So that's, like, somebody that I really want to get a match against. What's the rule set here? You know, Dante? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it's third coast rules, right? So... Um, 11 to zero or, or above is like a mercy rule is like considered a submission. Exactly. All subs legal, no geese out rules, uh, going to overtime with a coin flip. It's two minutes and you can choose to start on top or start in the card and first points win. So there's some differences, but the, the rule set and the point scoring system is very similar to an IBJJF or Kasai. So I like it a lot. It's a hell of a break. I think it, uh, from promotes action. These would have some crazy golden score scenarios. Yeah. All these guys are super explosive, no gi. That'd be kind of fun to watch play out once John or twice. Combs, look at this picture they used. Of John, <laughs> John comes in a singlet. I love it. Wrestling singlet on. So, what are you up to? How's your training going? You're back to Toledo. Who are you training with these days? Yeah, I'm already back to Toledo. I, I train with like a good crew of guys here in Toledo, and I always have guys coming in. I have uh, tough, tough guys here who are coming up on the competition scene, like Daniel Calvert. Brad Schneider, guys who probably like really aren't heard of um, too much right now. I mean, nobody's really heard of right now that's not on like the professional grappling scene because there's not shit going on. So 
Uh, it's unfortunate that they're kind of coming into their own, but these tournaments have all been canceled. But in due time, they'll get to show, you know, how much uh, training, how much work they've been doing. What's the situation like in Ohio? Are you able to have classes up and running at your school right now? Yeah, so we have classes up and running. I was actually just starting out a uh, kids class here at one of the gyms that I teach at. So I actually just started the class up and now uh, our assistant instructor is finishing it out. So we're able to have classes now. This is our second week open. You were able to open last Tuesday. Uh, We obviously have some restrictions and some things we've had to put in place to kind of keep it safe. But I mean, we're doing better than a lot of people. We're back open. People are allowed to make contact with each other. And, you know, it's been pretty good. What are some of the precautions yeah, you're taking? I know we were talking a little bit before the interview started. I'm sure everyone's very curious to see what all the, the schools are up to. What are you guys doing over there? Well, you got to understand that different people have different kind of fears and beliefs and live in different situations, you know what I mean? So we do have a class that's just strictly solo drills where we don't touch each other, where there's no contact. And then we have classes that are a little more uh, like a regular class, we try and limit the amount of sweating and the amount of like work that we're doing overall. Uh, we try and limit the amount of like rolling that we're doing to limit that, you know, contact as much as we can. But uh, a lot of our class, a lot of our training is pretty normal. We have areas sectioned off on the mat to keep people at proper social distance, you know, six feet plus apart. Uh, we have like boxes that if people are partnered up and drilling or training that that's where they stay. They can't venture off into like anybody else's space, which I think is good because when people train like normal, they always want to roll on top of each other and roll across the entire mat. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it's good that they have their like own little area to stay in, honestly. Yeah. I was training today and it was like, it was my first time back and uh, it was sort of weird. It was like I had an ankle lock and we sort of rolled on past the line into the other person's area and i was like oh shit i guess i just got to give this up you know i'm breaking the law right now. it's a little bit comp comp training in a way you know you got to play the boundaries a little bit be smart so and you guys also have dedicated partners is that correct dante one of the things that you're doing they're sticking together with yeah yeah i'm trying to stay like tell everybody to stay with one partner and then um if you can i mean i know everybody's got a different schedule and you're not gonna have a hundred students that can just coordinate with each other it's not like high school but um i'd like for people to kind of like if you and i are partners that we try and go to the same classes and be partners at those classes as well um you know at least for the time being uh we have you know we've obviously had to update a lot of things and and trust and hope that everybody's just being honest with how they feel you know so we don't have to go through this shit again so we don't have to be quarantined ever again man yeah what's your uh what do your lifts get up to during quarantine did you go up during that time Oh, uh, so the way things work, I mean, some things went up. My deadlift hasn't really gone up in a while. Um, I've been doing more deadlifts instead of just like straight up to see how much I can do just straight weight. I've been doing it with band tension and resistance and things like that. But my squat definitely went up. I think the most I squatted was I just set on the box squat with uh, 535 for five on the safety squat bar. So that was probably that's probably up, you know, most I've probably done on a, a set of five was probably like 500 or 505 before maybe. So that's definitely a huge increase um, on my squat. 
my bench feels really good. My bench has gone up uh, for sure. I think I did a uh, close grip pause bench for a set of three reps. I did uh, 275 or 295. So that's definitely up for me. So my lifts got up like a little bit, especially with squat and uh, bench. You still wrestling? Yeah, for sure. But right now it's hard to do any wrestling outside of like with each other, or whatever we're coordinating as far as like the group that's training, because a lot of the wrestling is going through colleges and high schools and everything has been shut down, you know, from now until the fall, almost guaranteed. So uh, wrestling has been hard to get back up. Wrestling has been, you know, hard to kind of find training since this whole thing started. So whatever we're doing, we're kind of doing with each other. You're not at like Foxfire that when you were actually like going to a real freestyle wrestling practice. You're just like wrestling with you. Yeah, no. Okay. It's wrestling with each other, and uh, we got guys in the gym who we got a guy who trains with me who who wrestled at Iowa, and he has coaching experience, and he's like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to wrestling. So uh, he comes in, and we drill on the side, and we we exchange some techniques and everything. So it's good that I have people like him to train with during all this, but I haven't been to any like just straight up wrestling gym since this all started. On a related note, uh, that's a big sticking point for bringing tournaments back is that they're almost unanimously tied to school campuses and stuff like that. So yeah, in California, in California, but I mean, anywhere really, they're kind of all in gyms, yeah. gymnasiums. So yeah, it's kind of up to the school districts on um, when a lot of, a lot of tournaments, small and large come yeah, back. The only, the only, Major event I can think of that's well in America that's not would be Master Worlds. They have in a convention center. Yeah, same same with ADCC, right? That's also yeah. in the convention center. Yeah. But that's about it. <laughs> well, shit, ADCC is a long time from now. Yeah, it's like Nogi Worlds. Then that's also yeah. been in the convention center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. ADCC. If we're still having problems at ADCC, we're probably all dead by then. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, that's not even th- that's yeah, not even going there, man. There's too much time left in 2020. Uh, what are you thinking about for fight to win, Dante? You gonna be back out there sometime soon? I would love to. I would love to. It's like kind of the, it's the big stage right now. You know, everybody's watching Fight to Win. It's cool to see everybody getting um, so excited to train and and, and so excited to want to compete again after uh, watching it. Uh, One of the main things is like a lot of people who aren't able to do competitions right now and might feel kind of lost or they're spinning their tires in the mud, they get to uh, help their other peers who are on these events trained and prepare and i think it does great for their like mental stability and their jujitsu that they get to be part of a training camp and basically kind of like prepare for a tournament alongside you even though they're not out there competing so fight to win you know saved saved uh definitely a lot of jujitsu practitioners mental health that's for sure absolutely i mean saved our mental health we were doing a lot of looking back a lot of retrospectives and Man, it felt really good to look ahead to some events and see some stuff go down we haven't watched yet. So, yeah, people have jujitsu to watch. People have something to prepare for. I mean, you can have like other things. You can watch Tiger King and you can do whatever. But at the end of the day, you're you're missing jujitsu. You know what I mean? So, 100%. it's cool that we have that back. Who's got the strap in your weight and fight to win? You got any idea who's the champ at your weight, Ogie? Oh, I don't know, man. The last time I saw somebody win a belt at 175, I think it was Edwin against DJ. I man, think that so. That was a minute ago. That was, that was over a year ago, I think. You got to get after that. That belt, was like, dude. yeah, I'd like it. I the mean, champ, champ, go up to 185, 175. 
them all. Yeah, I'm always down, man. I'm always down to like bump up and fight a fight in a bigger weight class. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I've done it many times before, so I'm definitely down to do it like another time or do it again, man. I mean, I'm down for it. Outside of third coast, is uh, anything on your radar, or are you just kind of taking one at a time at the moment? Uh, as far as as everything goes, I just have like third coast is like the next focus for me uh, for the time being. So third coast grappling is just the next uh, real focus, and then after that, we'll see what happens. So that's only like four weeks away, so we'll be able to, you know, get a good camp in, prepare for it, and get everything going that way. We don't we only have a couple minutes left, but I'd love to pick your brain maybe about some of the upcoming matches this weekend at Who's Number One. We uh, in the main event have Gordon Ryan versus Kyle Bame. It's no time limit. Do you have uh, any thoughts on how that one might go down? So Gordon versus Kyle Bame is pretty interesting because um, it seems like Kyle's kind of the guy who has that game to kind of challenge Gordon with that rule set that he wants, that no time limit. Uh, you see that Kyle Bain's like a really hard guy to submit. His EBI over time is like, you know, some of the best in the world. So um, it's interesting. I think he's definitely the guy who right now has like the shot at it as far as being experienced and comfortable in that rule set more so than pretty much anybody else at Gordon's weight right now. But I think that Gordon's level of jiu-jitsu is a lot higher than Kyle's. Um just as far as, like, overall, Gordon's got really good guard passing. He's got really good attacks from all over. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Kyle's guard is offensive enough to be able to give Gordon kind of, like, trouble um, from being able to get past it and get to a certain position to finish. But, again, Kyle's, like, the guy out there who has the chance to kind of, like, throw a wrench into Gordon's kind of game plan. So it'll be interesting. Co-main is, I mean, you fought Ty before, and Nicky said in my interview with him the other day he wants a match with you. So these are guys that are they're in your weight class now. They're going to be 77 in the next ADCC. What do you think about this one? I think this is cool. I think this is like a this is a match that I think we're going to see for a long time to come because they're both young and they're both growing up. Uh, there's a big chance that, like, both of them are going to grow up and be in even a heavier weight class, especially, like, Ty. Um with Nikki, I don't know. I mean, Nikki doesn't look like he's been growing a whole lot, but uh, Gordon's his brother, and Gordon's definitely a big dude. So I don't know. We could see him up at, at 88 kilo, but Ty is he's a he's massive, man. Like he's super tall. You see how long his arms and his legs are, how big his hands are. I mean, he's a big, big guy. So uh, I could see these guys battling it out for like years to come. I could see these guys having like four, five, six matches and like you know, the next few years. So I think it's cool. Uh, I don't think this is really going to defy anything because they're both so young and they're both going to get a lot better. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a, a great way to look at it. We, when we were putting together the card, it's like, man, how do we get these prospects together? And we're just stoked to have Nicky Ryan back in competition. That kid yeah. only comes out once a year, it seems like. So. Oh, yeah. And then the third match there is uh, one of your boys, one of your fellow Canadians, Ethan Krellenston. Versus uh, Cade Rotolo. What are you thinking about this? That one's really interesting, man. So uh, that one's super interesting as far as, like, the matchup and everything like that. I think that Ethan is 
is a little more experienced than Kate is, but the Rotulo kids are tough, man, and they're always, like, down to scrap. They're always down to battle. So I think that's a good matchup, but I think it's definitely, like, a jump in competition for anything Cade's faced before as far as, like, super fights and things like that go. I think it's definitely, like, a, a, a step up. Yeah, Ethan's dangerous, right? Ethan is, I mean, these rules especially. I mean, he almost came very close to beating Johnny a couple weeks ago. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, Ethan. Ethan's, like, super good, but Ethan's one of those guys who's kind of good everywhere. He's got some good guard passing. He's got some good wrestling. He's got good back attacks, things like that. So he's not, like, a one-trick pony. But he is definitely more comfortable in the sub-only rule set. So, it's yeah. like I said, it's a step up in competition for – what I've seen Ty go against, but I saw Ty, uh, not Ty, sorry, Cade handle uh, Ashley Williams pretty pretty good. So, legit. you know, yeah. that guy's super legit as well. Uh, Ethan was pretty undersized for his match with Johnny, too. I think he weighed in like 15 pounds under the weight limit. So, I mean, this will be a, a somewhat closer to his size. I think this one's 160. I think that one was 170. Yeah, I think Ethan's walk-around weight is probably about that, like 160. I know he fights at 66 kilos, and he's not a small guy for the 66 kilo, but he's definitely, he's definitely like way smaller than the guys at 77. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be better for him to get out there against somebody that's like more his size and kind of his build. You can see they're both kind of lanky guys. They got those long limbs for their weight class. So, similar body styles, definitely different styles. So it's it's a nice fight to see. Yeah. All right. Well. Thank you very much for calling in, Dante. We're going to get ready for our next guest now. It's going to be Lucas Valente up next. Man, looking forward to seeing you soon, seeing him at Third Coast. Congrats on no the win, Dante. Guys. Take care. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. We'll be seeing each other soon. Sounds good, man. See you at Third Coast. All right, that was great to chat with Dante Leon there. Uh, amazing performance from him in that, that victory over Johnny Tama at Fight to Win 142. But bringing on our next guest, another impressive winner from last weekend's Fight to Win event, is Lucas Valente, who uh, had a really, really exciting showing against Mateus Gabriel there. Lucas, what's up, man? Congratulations on the win. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So that match was really, really competitive. Did it Did it go as you expected? How did you feel about it now? Uh, man, I mean, I thought a lot about it. You know, uh, I'm really hard on myself. And, of course, on my mind, I'm like, okay, I want to – got the submission, I wanted to get submission, but, uh, you know, like, a guy off the, the level of Mateus, you know, it's, uh, that's definitely not always possible, so uh, I'm happy with the victory, with the victory, you know, I feel like uh, I got a lot to improve in uh, every aspect of the game, but uh, definitely happy with it. One thing that um, came out in the commentary when William Tackett was, was commentating your match, he mentioned that both you guys had been on the Texas scene for a long time and were separated by one belt level until now. Did you, was he on your radar for a long time as someone that was like a, a, a good guy to watch, someone that was impressive? And did you really want this match for a long time but were only able to have it now? Man, uh, to be honest with you, yeah, we, we've seen each other a lot, you know, uh, in, uh, in the Texas scene. And uh, of course, I knew that, especially as soon as he got on the black belt, I knew that uh, sooner or later we would we would clash, you know. So, uh, but uh, I mean, I just uh, respect him a lot, you know, great competitor and uh, always looking forward to a challenge. So uh, it was great. 
All right, so let's uh, we're gonna pull up this match and play it a little bit here. Uh, I don't know if this is you or, or him. It's a pretty sick intro though, with the, with the <laughs> volcano in the background. What did you think? What did you think about the event, competing with no fans and everything? How did you like the experience, Lucas? Man, it was awesome. I mean, uh, it was different, of course, but uh, it was great. I could. Uh, it, it's weird because even though there wasn't any spectators live. Right, I could feel the energy of the people watching, and uh, uh, man, to be honest with you, we didn't change much at all. Yeah, I because mean, like here, yeah, the, coaching the, you pretty good, huh? Yeah, like the the production was top was top notch as always, you know. And uh, the answers, everything, the the coaches uh, yelling. So I mean, when when you're fighting there, you know, I, I at least me. I don't pay attention to anything else besides the fight. So for me, it didn't change much. How do you um, how do you like fighting on the fight to win stage? You know, it's so different from from IBJJF or normal tournaments. You know, what what about the promotion do you like, and, and what's challenging? Man, uh, I really like fight to win. I actually fought. I fought to. I fought fight to win only one time before uh, this past weekend. That was the edition three of fight to win. Uh, number three. That's a lot. Yeah, wow, it's way, way back there. Yeah, and wow. now I fought uh, one forty-two. So yeah, a long way back. <laughs> and uh, man, since the first time was amazing, I actually messaged Seth after the show, and uh, I was really impressed. You know, because I mean, I fought the third edition. Edition. So I mean, I didn't know mu- uh, what to expect. You know, after like over a hundred editions later. You know, and uh, I was impressed with everything, how they took care of the athletes, the the hotel, everything. Was Fight to Win 3 here in Austin with Rafael Lovato Jr.? Was it was it that show? Yes, that one. That was one of the first shows that we uh, ever covered. We, we didn't even stream that one yet, but we uh, Reed went and he, he shot some video. That's that's really cool. That's a, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was that one. Lucas, yeah. how long have you been in Texas for? Uh, seven years now. Okay. Right, so this is this is you coming out. Uh, what, what song did you come out to? Uh, Você é capaz by Jamily. It's a gospel music from Brazil that uh, I was listening before fighting. How did it feel when you got out there and you're like, oh man? Because I mean, obviously you're a professional competitor. You're like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna get to compete again. Like you probably didn't think it was gonna be this fast, right? That you're gonna get to go. Man, it felt so amazing. I think I even talked uh, to you, Mike, on, on the on the day of the weigh-ins. When the quarantine started, man, I got, like, heartbroken and desperate, you know. It was like I had so many things coming up, and then suddenly I don't have a date for anything anymore, you know. So uh, it was kind of frustrating, you know, like you being um, – how do I say that in a non-dramatic way, but kind of hopeless, you know. Mm. Yeah, there's no end in sight for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's like like it's exactly. uncertain. It's uncertain. Your future is uncertain. You don't know what's coming. Exactly. Like some people saying, "Oh, uh, everything's gonna be exactly like that until next year," and then some people say, "Oh no, everything's gonna go back to normal in like a week." So like you're yeah. like, okay, so some people what say 2021. You know? Yeah, we yeah. There's all kinds of stuff being thrown around out there. Exactly. So it was definitely uh, frustrating, you know. 
So you sat right but, away. Uh, you obviously wanted to play guard here because right off the, the handshake you sat down. Yeah. Did the match uh, play out the way you expected? Um, you know, I think most of us thought you were going to play guard, but Mateus Gabriel is a um, very creative athlete. And so did you see the match going the way that it did? Man, uh, as, I, as I said, like, I'm really hard on myself. So, of course, I was looking for the submission. And uh, I really like to, uh, to understand the, the, the rules of the, the game I'm playing, you know. So, if I'm going to a tournament, I really like to understand the rules as deep as I can. You know, I'm not one of those guys like, okay, let me just fight this rule and uh, do my thing. You know, I really like to understand what are the criteria, what are the, the, the measures for, the, for winning, you know. And um, I knew that position wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't score anything, you know. So pretty much what the guys told me, uh, I checked with Seth, I checked with, with, uh, with the referees. Pretty much what he told me is, if you do a deep submission and uh, the guy pass your guard, take your back, do anything, you win because you got closest to the submission. I was like, okay. And uh, I was like, okay, so I'm going to play that way, you know. So I wasn't really looking for – I mean, it's not that I, I wasn't looking, but I wasn't putting that much effort on uh, taking the back or even uh, – or getting on top to pass, you know, because I knew that if I got on top to pass, I would first have to – Pass the guard to then go for submission, right? I mean, at, at least for an effective way, right? Of course, you can jump and stuff and uh, kind of stuff, but like uh, uh, that's that wouldn't be my style, you know? So for me, I would have to go on top to do like, I do, believe it or not, you know, I do a lot of pressure passing. And uh, even though it's, of course, it's an effective type of passing, it takes a little longer, you know? A lot of energy, right? A lot of, a lot of strength. And, Exactly. So in my mind it was like this. Okay. So even if Mateus has a danger has a, a dangerous guard, so even if I go to the top, you might have lost Lucas there for a moment. And, and, uh, yeah, he's back. Uh, yeah. He hey, goes. Lucas, we we lost you for a Ruben? second. Yeah, yeah. So, so you said if you go to the top. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind was. If I go to the top, and uh, even if I pass Mateus guard, I would spend a lot of energy, you know, that would definitely consume time. And if Mateus try, for example, uh, an arm bar, even if I skate, even though I pass, he would win. Yeah. You know? So that was my mindset in regardless of uh, not going on top on that situation, you know. Did you? I mean, one of the first things I noticed when I saw Mateus was how heavily bandaged his uh, his feet were. Those things are wrapped up. Tight. Yeah. Did Did you think uh, you were gonna attack the ankle because of that? Man, not really. Uh, I mean, I was expecting us to be on double pool uh, a lot. You know, I actually that's something that I train a lot. I, I train a lot during the quarantine. And, uh, I mean, when I say a lot, of course, we couldn't, uh, none of us could train like we normally would, right? But uh, I train as much as possible. Uh, 
we might have lost you for a second there, but you're back again here. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, yeah. What what was your uh, training okay. situation like, Lucas, um, going into this? He told me that he locked himself in with a bunch of people, and they just lived together and trained, right? Just the commune. The Pretty training. much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, do what you got to exactly. do, man. Well, you had some training then, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you got and, Andressa. Uh, Is Andressa your wife or your girlfriend? Wife. Okay, so when you got a wife who's a black belt world champion, that's got to help out. Man, it it does, but also we when we train together, we fight a lot. So we, <laughs> we, so we don't train as much as you would think. <laughs> that's right. You're not the first person that's come on here and said that actually about training with their with their wives. <laughs> oh yeah. Funny. So you said after the match that you want you want uh, to run it back with Lepre, huh? Yeah. So uh, man, actually, I wanted to to clarify that you know because. Uh, I saw like so many comments on the internet, people saying, oh, Lucas Valente is calling uh, Lepre out. I even saw some like crazy comments like, oh, Lucas Valente wants to destroy Lepre's legacy. And man, that's you said that. Yeah, where, where, where was that? Was that? Was that somebody in a comment that said that? Yeah, yeah, just crazy comments, you know? And yeah. like all I'll of that. Is, <laughs> yeah, like all of that is insane because uh, I got all respect in the world for Lepre. You know, I said it several times, and uh, he was an inspiration for me growing up. Yeah. He was the guy that I looked up to. He, he is a legend, you know. And um, you got, uh, Heigl asked me, like, who I wish to fight. And mm. I do wish to fight Leopard, you know. Of course, he's a top dog. Of course you want to fight him. Exactly. Doesn't, yeah. mean, I'm not, doesn't mean I'm challenging him or that I... I I'm calling him out. They're like, hey, Lepre, let me beat you up. You know, none of that. Like, all the respect for him. But, um, and regarding his legacy, man, that's not even something to talk about, right? Like, he's the type of guy that even if he lose all his fights until the rest of his life right now, his legacy is untouchable, you know? Absolutely. He's there. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, he's a fighter. I am a fighter. And uh, we had a tough fight at a, a world final. And uh, I think uh, people would like to see it again, you know. And and for me, it would be a honor to fight him again. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a decision, you know. And not many people have taken Lucas Lepre to decision, especially in a final at Worlds. So I'm, I think anyone would want to watch that more than once. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, it's, it would be a pleasure for me to fight him, you know. So, uh All right. I'll pop back up in a second. I think oh, here he comes. Hey. I I hear you, but I haven't. You're not moving yet. Uh, there we go. All right. Hey, Lucas. So, we're yeah, back. We're yeah, back. we're back. We're back. So, okay. so something I'd like to ask you because obviously Lepre is a super tough one to set up. What's going to do? Your camera fall Sorry. over? Uh, no, I don't know how to turn that. Okay, you're back okay, now. Okay, You're back now. I, I, now okay. I messed it up again. Hold on. Yeah, oh, I think I think you were shooting forward instead of at you there. Okay, so yeah. uh, obviously Lepre is going to be a super difficult one to, to set up. He's a guy who doesn't do super fights very often. Is there any other super fights you would be interested in? Man, uh, that's not my dog, is it? Not our dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that was our producer Caleb. I don't know if they could hear it on the stream. That was super loud though, but. Oh right, yeah. So, what, is there any other yeah, super fights you you'd be interested in? Man, to be honest with you, uh, I'm very 
I like to be very simple in my career in a matter of uh, I'm not looking forward to fight anybody in specific. You know, I have my goals and uh, my goals, they don't depend on people, you know. So I have the tournaments I want to win and uh, whoever is there is who I wish to fight. Why did you pull out of the upcoming third coast that you were supposed to be doing this weekend? So uh, the thing was, I told Ryan, and um, Seth told me that he wanted to get me a super fight, right? And uh, and then Ryan offered me the the Grand Prix, but uh, Seth wasn't uh, he he wasn't being able to fight a super fight uh, very fast. So uh, Ryan offered me, and then Ryan was as uh, uh, one eighty. And then he managed to kill, right? And then we had, and then a month later, after we, after I confirmed, he messaged us and uh, he said that some of the guys were having problems with uh, make. So uh, he would, and then he he would change for a one eighty five. Oh, okay, too heavy for you. I think we're back. So, Guys, I'm back? Yeah, yeah, we're back. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think even Hibmar was saying that 180 was going to be tough for him. So these yeah, guys... There's some big dudes. Bergini's a big dude. Yeah. Roberto competes heavyweight usually. Yeah, that's a big jump up and wait for you with some of those guys. Yeah. Exactly. So I got kind of I got kind of confused because he was like, yeah, it's going to be like a lightweight Grand Prix. And then I saw the guys there and they were all like medium heavy and heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I was like, okay, I'm okay with that if they make 180, right? Absolutely. And then, and then uh, they changed 185, and at that point, I was, I still gonna do it. You know, I didn't like much, you know, because, okay, five pounds is not much, but when you do an extra five pounds waiting in on the on the day before. Man, that's a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like 15 pounds or oh, 20 yeah. pounds. There's some big dudes, man. Like, Bergini's a problem, yeah. dude. Bergini's a serious problem. There, yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, but uh, there you go. You want, are you, it looks like you're holding up a finger at the checkmate guys there. Is that what you're doing? Were you holding up number, number one at, at them? Well, it looked like you turned. <laughs> He's lost in the energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right. Uh, I didn't know what, what was going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let, let me finish this, and, I, and I'll go there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then, um, and then, okay, it was 185. I still going to do it. But then Seth, he messaged me, and then he said that, uh, and then he offered me uh, to fight against Mateus. And uh, I have told Ryan since the beginning that uh, if, if, I get, if I got a super, I would do the super fight instead. You know, because... I would yeah. do the heavier weight because I was so pumped up to fight, you know, and I didn't have a date for anything. So I was like, man, whatever shows up right now, I'm going to do it. Makes sense. You know, and then uh, the fight uh, happened. And then I told Ryan, hey, uh, why don't you put Gabriel on my place? Gabriel is like exactly on that weight. You know, he probably going to have to even uh, cut a little bit to make that. So it's perfect for Gabriel. That is my teammate. Well, thanks for that suggestion because that's a, a badass guy to get in there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Lucas, I think it's just about time to, to invite our, our next guest on the show. Congratulations again uh, on the victory. I'm sad I won't see you this weekend at Third Coast, but uh, I'm sure you'll be back in action again sometime soon, and we'll look forward to seeing yeah, that again. Yeah, for sure, guys. Thanks so much for all, for, uh, for all the support and uh, caring. Of course, brother. Hope to see you guys soon. Joining us, joining us, calling in from California, two guys who are both fighting on our Who's Number One event this weekend. Ty and Cade Ruotolo. For the viewers at home, if you're confused, Cade Ruotolo is on our left with the longer hair. I mean, I've known these guys a little while. I still can't tell them apart. Got the exact same voice, so it makes it even harder. But guys, how you guys doing? Doing good. Doing great. How about you guys? All good, man. Excited for this weekend. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, we're super excited. We were just chatting there before we went live. Um, What's the training situation like? You know, you guys are based out there in California. The gyms have been closed. What have you guys been doing to stay active? Yeah, so we're actually blessed with, you know, our garage here. And uh, we got a killer little mat space uh, where we're at right now. And we're just inviting. We've been training with each other, you know, a lot. And then we've also been inviting friends, teammates, uh, and to come train with us. And, and my dad. So nice. We've been, we've been getting after it. So let's let's talk about this event this, this week in a little bit. First, let's talk about, uh, I think, Cade. Versus Ethan, and then we'll talk about Ty versus Nikki. Kate, how are you feeling about this matchup with Ethan this week? Uh, good. It's a sick matchup. Um, you know, Ethan's my homie. He's a he's a you know great jujitsu practitioner. Um, good in the scrambles, good in the leg locks, and uh, you know I'm, I'm excited. You know I'm super excited to to be able to fight again, especially you know without without, without this uh, or with this huge break. You know, so just stoked yeah. to get out there, and I think that's gonna be a great matchup. You guys trained together where at the Modolfo thing or what? Where did you you guys train together a little bit, right? We kind of flowed a few times there, and then uh, I trained with him previously. Um, but uh, I'm super excited for the matchup. Yeah. How do you think you match up with him? Uh, I think I'm a good matchup for him. I think uh, you know I'm pretty sure he's going to be on bottom, and I'm going to be on top. And I believe my passing is going to be able to uh, you know get through his guard, and then you know a few subs throughout the way, hopefully. Obviously, you're extremely experienced, having been like a, a competitor your entire life, basically. But Ethan's been at ADCC twice, uh, won trials at some point. You know, w- what does it mean for you to take on someone with this kind of legacy? I mean, at this point in his career. Yeah, he has some great accomplishments, you know. And uh, um, I'm super confident in my, in my ability to, to, to be able to, to take him out. You know, um, you know, like I say, he's a homie of mine. So, you know, everything's cool. But uh, I'm just excited to, to scrap. <laughs> How do you feel that uh, you do with submission-only rules? Obviously, you've had success in Grapple Fest. What do you think about submission-only rules for you? Do you think it's it's a good rule set for you? Yeah, that's that's honestly, uh, as of recently, that's kind of been my, my preferred rule set is like the, uh, you know, no time limit kind of or 15-minute, you know, sub only. Um, I just feel like uh, it could be able to put a pace on someone, you know, and, you know, I, I feel like I just sometimes the only thing that holds me back would be time, you know, so. I'm just uh, with the 15 minute sub only. I'm be able to to hopefully put a pace on him and you know I, and you know attack subs. Oh yeah. Well, are are you worried about? I mean, this is a question for both you guys. Uh, are you guys worried about the 15 minutes? You guys keep a hair a very high pace. So you guys worried about maintaining that pace for 15 minutes? You guys no? are teenagers, man. They can go forever. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. The longer the better for us. If you could go no time limit, we would. You know, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's just like we just we focus on you know breaking our opponents, making sure that they you know get more tired before us. You know? Oh yeah. Do you guys so try to emulate your uh, your opponents? You know, like do you try and set up scenarios and and play like that uh, while you're getting ready for fights? Yeah, sometimes sure. like you know if we're training like 
say, for, for example, for these fights, obviously, you know, going against uh, a few leg lockers, like, obviously, you've been training with uh, some teammates that are good in the leg locks, you know, and, and with my brother, we've been training leg locks on each other. Um, but, yeah, just, just over, over the last, you know, the, probably a year and a half, two years, we've just been working lots of nogi, lots of leg locks, and a bunch of different scenarios, you know, so I think just as a complete, we're, we're ready. So, Ty, what do you think about your brother's match with Ethan coming up? Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to do well. He's kind of, he's got a good style, I think, for Ethan. Ethan is, is a really scrambly, really, like, exciting, and he moves a lot. He's a really good competitor, but I think Cade is kind of, especially, like, seeing him, like, against Ash, like, Cade, he has a really good pace to his fights, and I think, you know, it's going to be hard to keep up with his pace. And he's always looking for submissions, and, and, and he's always dangerous, too, so... I don't know. Kids a nightmare to roll with. I think uh, Ethan's gonna have a hard time with them for sure. If you had to to point out one area for for your brother to be aware of, what's the most dangerous challenge Ethan presents? Man, Ethan Ethan's weird because he acts. He has a lot of different attacks. You know, he's he's got so many different. He's good at leg locks. He's good at back attacks. Um, I would say. I mean, the one thing you, you could be aware of. I mean, if maybe you fell into like a heel hook in any way, but. I don't know. We, we've been doing a lot of heel hooks and, and our leg entanglements. I feel like, you know, just avoiding the yeah. situation as a whole, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we've gotten a lot better at that. And, you know, and Ethan's really good at it. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I think Kate will be, I think he'll do good. All right. On to the other one uh, the second Rotolo uh, match. Ty Rotolo versus Nikki Ryan. This is a really interesting matchup that uh, people have really wanted to see for a while. Ty, how are you feeling going into this match? Um, yeah, I'm excited for the match. I'm super excited. You know, it's kind of, uh, you know, my brothers fought Nikki a long time ago. It was like, I think almost two years ago, kind of like before we, before we were doing a lot of the Nogi stuff and, 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 and Nikki won that one. So I'm excited to be able to kind of avenge that loss for him, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to fight him. You know, I think stylistically, I think it's a, it's a good fight for me, to be honest. I really think I'm going to be able to, to kind of put a pace on him. Same thing as Cade, you know, like I, the last, I mean, the last like year or two, we've been, Really, this kind of this work in this this style of, of passing and it's and it's been super effective. It's really hard to keep up, and I think I'll be able to you know kind of overwhelm them, especially within the fifteen minutes. Yeah, you guys had fought. Uh, Ty had fought Ethan, and Cade had fought Nikki at ADCC trials. But I do remember being sort of surprised when you guys popped up there. You guys sort of caught me off guard when you you guys popped up at the trial. Have you guys been focusing a lot more on uh, Nogi stuff since then? Since since that tournament? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, those first two trials was like, that was like, we were fresh, you know, that was our introduction to Nogi kind of grappling, to be like, honest. We, we were IBJJF uh, juveniles, geek, geek competitors, you know? Yeah. So that was like a really awkward kind of transition for us to jump straight into ADCC trials. And, uh, and you know, since then, you know, obviously we preferred the Gi back then, you know, because it's just what we were comfortable with. And, and now over time, you know, we've just kind of grown a passion for Nogi. And, uh, you know, now we prefer Nogi, and that's, that's my preferred rule set. Ty, what do you think is your path to victory against Nikki? Obviously a very, very dangerous guy. What do you think you got to do to get the W? I think that uh, I just need to keep a high-pressure, you know, high-pressure passing system, just keep passing side-to-side uh, -side quickly, and, and I don't think it's going to be able to keep up with my pace. I think if I just keep passing strong, you know, then – Within whether it takes five minutes or ten minutes, I think within the fifteen minutes I'll for sure be able to break them and then uh, and then go for a submission, whether it's a Dars and constantly yeah. attacking. It's, it's weird how how our roles go now because you know before like I'd like I would like have no worries playing guard, you know, but now with the past that we've been working, like 
Like I literally can't even pull guard with this guy. I feel like our rules now are just hand fighting and takedown wars because whoever ends up on bottom is like, I feel like it's probably getting their guard passed with you know. So Ty's passing feels really strong. So you know. well, that does set up an interesting stylistic clash here because you have to think Nikki will want to be on bottom. You know, he's definitely gonna be looking at leg locks. Um, do you anticipate him trying to wrestle with you at all? Are you are you strictly preparing for for a passer versus guard no, he's player? Gonna, he's gonna sit right away. That's he's what gonna, I assume. He's I mean, if he, I hope he does wrestle. I mean, if he doesn't, I'm, I'm more than happy to mix it up on the feet too. You know, I, I get a lot of good attacks. Yeah. Hell yeah. What's the cat's name? Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a cool name for a cat. Uh, his first name is Red and his last name is G. So Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like both matches are gonna be sort of the same game plan because I think we're expecting Ethan and Nikki to sit, and then you guys are gonna try and sort of. Sort of break them with uh, nonstop passing attacks, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the uh, kind of same scenario as our last matches, you know. Yeah. Ty, I want to uh-huh. ask you real quick. Um, you had one of the standout performances at ADCC. I mean, everyone was excited to see how you would do out there, and I think you blew a lot of people away. Uh, even even the match you ended up uh, with Paul Miao that you ended up not not taking the win there. That was still an amazing performance, and that photo is like one of the most famous picks of all time. How do you feel about that tournament now? It's been almost six months or maybe a bit more. Um, where does that stand for you? Uh, I miss it, to be honest. <laughs> I wish I could do it all again. You know, I was, I was like the best time of my life. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait for the next one. You know, that was, I was, uh, it was good that I did what I did, and I'm super happy about what I did. It was, it was a really fun event, but I'm ready, and I'm, and I'm ready to move on, and I'm looking for more. You know, like I've, I've already kind of moved past it, and, and I'm, re- I'm ready to do more. Obviously, you're going to be 77 next time at ADCC. Kate, are you going to be able to keep your weight down enough to say 66? I might have to. Go. I don't think he wants to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the only other option is you guys fight each other second round, which is horrible. ADCC isn't for like another, you know, year over a year, right? I think so I might be 88. Time, I have, I have a feeling. You know, it, here's with, a, with how big our, you know, we wear shies twelve feet and we have massive hands. I think Ty, <laughs> Ty's going to get to eighty eight, honestly, and I think so I might hit this. You're seventy seven, Ty. 80, wow, eighty eight kilogram Ty. That's going to be wild. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I have a lot of time to grow before the next ADCC, and I'm definitely, I'm definitely, you know, looking into the seventy seven right now. But by the time ADCC comes, I think I'm ready. I'll be ready for sure to do the eighty eight. Cade, you got to start making him a bunch of food, dude. Get him out of your division. Start making this guy meals. Him up. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Ty. Have a little bit more. Have some bacon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what day are you guys going to get out to Texas? Um, I believe we're leaving Thursday. Oh, that reminds yeah. me. When we, when we were booking travel with your mom, you, you guys graduate from high school tomorrow or something like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> what What's the graduation like? Is it like in a Zoom or how do they, how do they do the graduation? I think it's through Zoom. Yeah, so it's gonna be an online. Uh, I don't know what to expect to be honest. It's not exactly how I expected to graduate, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm totally cool. You guys gotta be stoked on that. No more school for you. I imagine you're just gonna. Are you guys gonna go into college or are you just gonna go uh, pro? I'm gonna take like a, maybe like a business course or something online. Online, but I'm gonna go full time in jujitsu right now. You know, this is kind of this is my career right now, and I just wanna I wanna take advantage of it as much as possible. The time I have. 
obviously, as you continue to become adults now, you're out of high school and stuff, will, will it be a concern to start teaching classes, start making money, or are you going to be able to just take on pro shows uh, and, and try and make some money that way? Yeah, I'll probably just continue to, to do the, you know, the pro scene and also sem- uh, seminars and privates. You know? Anybody need some privates in the San Diego area? Let, let us know. <laughs> there we go. A little shout out there. Two for one no. price. You get, get both brothers. <laughs> yeah, two for, two for one. <laughs> how, how much you guys been training out there in the garage? Did you guys just keep going through COVID nonstop? Just the two of you rolling out there or what? Yeah, just yeah. kind of like whenever we feel like it, you know. Yeah, pretty much all the time. <laughs> getting any surfing in or is that are, are people allowed to surf these days i don't know i live in the middle of texas yeah so uh they tried to they tried to regulate us and like uh close so the prohibit the beach from surfing but uh where we live in huntington beach all the local surfers would just kind of still paddle out and 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 surf so we just we've still been surfing <laughs> yeah, yeah now they're Good oh, yeah. move. What are they going to do? Paddle out there in a surfboard and arrest you? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They, they just and if you listen to them, they're like, "Oh, we prefer you guys to to stay home or whatever, you know." But we just keep surfing. They're like noted, <laughs> uh, duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> what did Gov? What did Gov Al say about your guys' matchups on this thing? Did he uh, have some advice for you guys, or was he excited for it? I did. He was yeah. excited for us. He's, he was very confident, confident for us. Confident and excited. I mean, yeah, I remember him seeing. Uh, I was sitting out this day because uh, I think I was just grinding super hard. I just wasn't feeling it. I, we're, I was watching Ty train with Galval, and uh, Ty was killing it one day. And Ty's like, or Galval was like, man, Ty's going to kill this fight, bro. I know, <laughs> I know this. Like, he's going to kill it. And I was like, yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> so, you know, he, he thinks we're, we're ready for sure. Man, I'm sure it takes more than just a couple minutes to talk about this, but what's it like having basically the ADCC GOAT? Andre Galvao is your your head instructor. I mean, that has to be one of the most incredible um, people to work with on a, a regular basis. I think just not not only the ADCC goat, but just the overall jujitsu goat. You know, sure. like yeah, he has plenty of accomplishments in the gi. Gi and no gi, you know. So just the overall jujitsu goat. But yeah, it's obviously you know couldn't ask for really anymore you know it's craziest to have someone like that to depend on you know when you need it you know like I'm I'm able to text Andre you know at night if I need something and like. You know, if I need advice or like Andre, I need to cut this weight. You know, and he's always there for me. So like to have someone like that in that position for me, it's like, I don't. It's it's. I'm super lucky and blessed. It's crazy. Yeah. And then this, speaking of Atos, this is sort of like uh, it's like the next generation of an ongoing you know competition rivalry between Atos and the Danaher guys because obviously uh, Gordon has fought some guys. He's gonna f- maybe fight Andre in 2021. Gary has fought JT at a few ADCC. So this is like the next generation of Atos versus DDS going up head to head here. Huh? Yep, yep. Next and generation. Atos has been evolving for sure. You know, or the next generation's coming up. Which one of you guys texted me that it was going to be DDS versus Latino Heat? Who who was it that sent me that text? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, uh, Craig might fight Perez. Mike Perez. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and I was going to say. Yes, versus Latino Heat. <laughs> yeah. Who's Latino Heat? Is that is that Perez? I remember there was Eddie Guerrero's nickname. Yeah. So yeah, we always call Perez Latino Heat. That's kind of his thing, you know. If you see on his Instagram, yeah. so, <laughs> so you know, this is the, it would have been Team Latino because we're all Puerto Rican, you know. So Team Latino Heat versus oh, DBS. Gotta set that up, man. We gotta get that one made. Some Rotolo brothers, Rotolo brothers, Latino Heat rash guards. Those things will fly off the shelves. You need to, you need to get those made. So what else is new tra- with you guys? Yeah, Perez is a sick training partner. Absolutely. 
What, what, yeah, this is the Latino Heat group. It's like at a WWE, like when when the Undertaker made the the ministry. What's that group is yeah. for sure called Latino Heat, one hundred percent. What what else, what else is new with you guys besides training for this event? What are you guys up to? Um, I, I um I got another one booked. Um, and I think towards the end of the month I got another uh, event booked. Yeah, the Third Coast one. We yeah, just had Dante they... on earlier. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, Dante on. Yeah, so. I'm excited to uh to be able to have the chance to fight Dante again in that mat in that uh, division and uh and to fight everyone else. You know, it's a stacked division. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that was uh the one Wagner's in there, so you could have a rematch with Dante or Wagner. You got Roberto Jimenez is in there as Roberto's well. Roberto's in there. Yeah, there's some interesting matchups for you there. And Co- Cody Steele. Yeah, in I there. think it gives me about like three weeks to get John Combs. Yeah, it gives me like three weeks to gain some weight. So <laughs> I'm excited to go in there strong and, and you know, and then see what I can do. I'm excited. What's the, what's the weight limit again? 180, I believe. Yeah, 180. But some of those guys are gonna be cutting a bunch of weight. So yeah, what you're like 160 something right now. You gotta at least try and get up 170 something for this thing. For sure. Yeah, I, I'll I'll get that for sure. Uh, oh. Not 120. I'll, I'll I'll get like probably 175. Nice. You know, Wagner's gonna be coming after you. Wagner wants that win back <laughs> for sure. I've been wanting to maybe fight Wagner again. To be honest, you know, I'd like to run that match back. I think uh, you know, the last one uh, didn't go have the potential it could have. I think you know we could uh. We could have a really good match if we fought again. That's going to be a great event. That's going down the end of the month, uh, like June 27th here in Houston at Third Coast Grappling. Oh, yeah. What about you, Cade? Do you got anything else lined up after who's number one? Um, Nothing for sure, but uh, probably another Grapple Fest towards the end of the year. Um, Hopefully, if they, you know. because yeah, you're the champ. The corona goes on, with, you know, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully that's not. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the 70 kg current champ. So I got to defend that uh, hopefully later on this year. Yeah, we got to get you out on a fight to win or something. I mean, who knows? Maybe Third Coast. It seems like Third Coast is having a whole bunch of tournaments. Maybe they'll have a, a smaller guy won. Yeah, 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 I hope so too. That'd be great. Is there cool. any, Cade, is there any uh, matchups that interest you out there? Um, You know, there, there's so many. There, I mean, there's so many great guys. Um, Of course, like I said before, like kind of any, anyone, you know, ranked top 10 are, are obviously, you know, good match, uh, like matchups I like uh, or I like, but, uh, you know, I mean, who, what do you think? Anyone specific? You're just saying like the top ranked guys. He 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 just wants to you know. You were saying like Thiago George. I just you know Kennedy if possible would be a second one. Yeah, Kennedy. Kennedy be yeah. cool. Paulo be cool. Follow me, I'll be yeah. cool. Any any of the 66 kilogram guys that you know were in ADCC or any of this the smaller 77. Yeah, you know, I just want to scrap you know and then just pretty much improve my ranking and just yeah. kind of just like build. That. you know. Absolutely. We've got to see what happens this weekend. Maybe a, a Nikki rematch could be in the cards. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are you, are you guys going to do the trial circuit for the next ADCC or what's your plan there? Yeah. So I'll, I'm definitely going to be doing the trials. Um, so I, on most stories said that, you know, all, all the ADCC finalists, right. Or the, like the top semifinalists. semifinalists, like the top four might possibly get invited. So if Ty could get invited, you know, it'd be amazing. Uh, that'd um, be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I got to buy that, it'd be cool. If not, then then I'll have to do the trials. I don't know what weight I would do the trials at, either 77 or 88. I'm not going to be doing that either. But, uh... Hello? We got but, you, uh, guys. You're there. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. 
What's up, guys? <laughs> Our next guest. Do we, do we just get bombed by Ethan? Yeah. Ethan Krellin is in the mix. Not too soon. Oh shit! No, no, you're <laughs> good. We just want to. We want to get your. My fault. We want to get your video on the screen. Okay. Right now, it's just us and the Rotolas, and we only have your audio. We're going full WWE, guys. Surprise! Yeah. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if we could get your. Uh, well. Where is Ethan's video? Ethan, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. We just uh, just finished up training. I like ate something as fast as possible, so I'm not gonna die. I don't know. Can you see me at all right now? Or no, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and cut the Ruotolos. But I was hoping to get the three of you on the screen together, but that, <laughs> that didn't work out. Hey, Ty and Cade, uh, nice talking to you guys. In, I'll man. see you in a couple of days in, in Texas. Awesome, right, guys. I'll right. see you there. It's good to see you. Yeah, so now Ethan Krellenston, uh, the boogeyman, the ghost the of Ethan Krellenston. All we have is his voice. Here he is. Here's Ethan. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Now we have no audio for him. Uh, all right. All right, Terrible. here we go. Now we, now we have your audio. Uh, where are you at? Gordon's house right now? Yes. How's that situation going, yeah, man? I feel like that's kind of a crazy place to live. You got Big, Big Gord. Yeah, Big Gord Gordon. picks on him. Is Big Gord being nice to you lately? He's, he's yeah, he's uh, he's taking it easy on me. It's fight you week. Know, he's got to chill out. Not easy. Bit. It's fight week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Speaking of, speaking of it, uh, how are you feeling about this match coming up? I'm pumped, man. These guys, these kids are killers, you know. They've been uh, tearing it up. Ty and Cade, um Cade recently, I think his last match was uh, versus Ash Williams, actually, right? On Grapple Fest, if, correct, if I'm yeah, not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah, so that was a crazy match. You know, he definitely, he, he beat Ash, and uh, I lost Ash on uh, uh, Polaris, like, I think a year ago. So, yeah, it's a cool little love triangle we got. It's interesting to call you the like the, the veteran in this one. You know, at this point in your career, you've, you've done a couple of ADCCs, and um you know, these kids have been coming up. They're long, long-time touted prospects. What is it? Is there a little bit of extra pressure here to take on, you know, the next generation? Um, to be I, fair, these guys have probably shit, been training I mean, twice as long as you. It's a weird situation. Yeah, exactly, man. They've been training way more than me. They've been competing longer than I've been training. Um, but no, you know, I don't, I don't really see that. Maybe there is outside pressure that, uh, unbeknownst to me, that I'm supposed to win this match. Um, but you know, they've been they're they're just as experienced, if not more experienced than me. Uh, sure, you know, I'm I'm older, but I don't. They've been training and competing, and they're you know they're they're going to come after me for sure. It's weird. I still see them on the screen. There's like a million pictures of like yeah them and and you guys and like a bunch of different corners and. But that's how it anyway. goes. We're keeping them up there to haunt you. Yeah. A little bit of intimidation here. Yeah. Okay, we got a frozen, <laughs> yeah. frozen image of Kate on our multi view right now. So, All right. Keep so, me on topic. You you uh you fought Ty before. What do you think about the matchup with Kate? Stylistically. Uh they're sort of they're they're pretty similar, right? They have uh definitely like different styles or um Sorry, not different styles, different uh, paces, maybe. Like, I think Cade is a little more uh, aggressive than Ty, but Ty maybe is a little stronger. Uh, but I don't really know. I, I, I've trained with both of them, you know, at the uh, the Mo Camp back in Miami. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think he's going to be trying to 
darts me while I'm going to be trying to leg lock him. I think it's pretty much how it's going to go. Did you go shirtless today just because all the New Jersey guys who call into this show go shirtless? Are you just trying oh, to fit oh, in out there? I, yeah, just trying to be part of the crew. You know, actually, I didn't know that was the thing. I'm just Gary, it's Gary, just really hot over here. Gary and Nikki Rod have both called in shirtless before, and uh, Gordon usually has no <laughs> Gordon usually has no pants on when he calls. I just said Gary's probably oh, not wearing God. anything, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you how do you know I'm wearing pants? <laughs> I don't. We never know. Assume. I just assume. I just assume all of my guests have, are naked from the waist down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How, how's your How's your training been going? It's been good, man. It's been uh, really consistent. No, you know, hiccups, no injuries, no really like there's just nothing going on in the world. So all we can do is focus on training uh, with, you know, the competitive team since there's no really outside people coming in. It's just like the sort of the, the guys who compete are all training together. So it's been really good. Yeah. Good progression. How did you feel about uh, uh, sort of a, one of the more controversial refs' decisions since things have come back was you versus Johnny? What did you think about the decision there? Um, I mean, you know, it was close. It's my fault. I could have gone either way, I guess. It's my fault for not um, doing more or, you know, breaking through and, uh, and submitting him or, or, I guess, getting more submission attempts. Uh, I was sort of trying to get past the guard in order to apply like a more threatening submission attempt, uh, whereas he was sort of, you know, not to take anything away from him, he, he definitely beat me fair and square, but I, I sort of felt like he was sort of jumping on um, those ankle locks, and maybe that's what scored him uh, more submission attempts than me. I don't know. I didn't see the scorecard. I'm not taking anything away from him or the refs or whatever. You know, clearly, I guess he won via the rule set, so that's the way it is. Uh, but maybe going forward, I should be more, uh, more, cognizant of like if a guy just sort of sits back on an ankle lock even if it's not really in my opinion it's not really threatening uh it might be um deemed threatening by the refs and therefore they're going to score it really heavily so i have to respect that more yeah so i mean you're you're entering into another similar type of situation submission only it's obviously a longer match you have 15 minutes to work with now but how is the fact that you lost a split decision last time how is that going to change the way you approach this one are you going to try not to take it to the judges are you going to try and just leave no doubt like you yeah i mean i tried last time i definitely didn't intend to let it go to the judges you know every yeah. single match i have is the same idea you know i'm gonna do my best to submit the guy um yeah it's, it's no different i'm gonna try to obviously it's i i learned from the last one that i need to address um any submission attempt right i can't just oh he you know sat back on an ankle lock and while I didn't care, I didn't respect, I barely, in fact, had to defend it, it still matters. Uh, so that, in, in, in that sense, I'm learning from the last match. But uh, not really any different. I'm always going to be trying to submit my opponent. Yeah, that was what. a stupid question by me. Uh, off the top of, uh, <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. Are you, are you going to try to not submit your opponent this week? Uh, but, uh, all right, yeah. so what, what do you think uh, is the path to victory for you in this matchup? Obviously, you fought Ty before, but, I mean, that was, I mean, a couple years ago, and these guys have probably changed so much. What do you think is, is if you're going to pull out the W here, what do you think is the way you get you got to get it done? Uh, I think if I can take it to the legs, I can get more submission attempts. I think I can break through and get a submission. Um, I think if I could st- if I could stick uh, to top position uh, and really apply pressure from top, I think I could break through and pass the guard, take the back. Um yeah, I think those two are the pretty much main answers to, to that question. Those are my paths to, to victory. Either leg locking or sort of pinning him down uh, from top position, passing and taking him back. 
the leg locking option is going to be i mean it's it's going to be a tough it's tough to get to with them right because they they're so active right they're all over the place Very like it, you, yeah. it's going to it's going to be it's going to be tough to, to to hold them down and isolate that leg i'd imagine right yeah absolutely Cade. Uh, especially, I think Cade's like, if anything, more scrappy sort of than uh, than Ty. He's sort of uh, harder to hold down, harder to sort of get something going. He's he's much more active, more more movement oriented. Um, but yeah, I feel like my, my, with what we've been working on recently, I think I can break through. Obviously, they're just a nonstop Dars attempt, too, right? Like they're a yes, nonstop he's going to be flying on Dars. He's going to be trying to kill me, man. Yeah. Are, are their arms, like, when you roll as freakishly long as they look? They, they're so long on their frame. Like, it's just got to be a hassle to deal with those things. They're very unorthodox, both of them. Yeah, they have an insane reach, wingspan, crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, like I thought I was lanky until I uh, faced Ty, and then I'm like, oh, my God. This yeah. is what lank feels like. Yeah. I see I see these darses that they get on, and it's like, like, wait, how the hell did you get a Darce out of that From position? Distance. Yeah. <laughs> Outside Darces. Yeah. <laughs> Flying Darce yeah. attempts. They're like, like Darce and guys from across the mats. Uh, the main event at who's number one is, of course, your teammate and roommate Gordon versus Kyle Bame. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that that matchup. You know, no one really wants to fight Gordon. Everyone calls him out, but when it's time to sign on the dotted line, few are open to it. Kyle's taking him on. Especially no time limit. As you say, in the no time limit yeah. uh, format. How do you see this matchup yeah. going and, and – uh, why do you see Gordon winning, basically? I doubt you'd say anything else. So <laughs> tell me what yeah, your thoughts about I, it. Honestly, training with Gordon is just an absolute nightmare. I have, I would bet, and not that I'm rich by any means, but I would bet my entire life savings that Gordon uh, submits Kyle Bohm. I don't know how long it's going to take. Probably not that long. But this guy is insanely good. Like, we've all, you know, been around training with a lot of people. I've trained with a lot of people over the world. And Gordon is just, like, insanely good. I, I don't know how to, <laughs> like, I can't overestimate to you guys how good this guy is. Um, you know, Kyle's good uh, in, in, in some aspects. Um, but, like, seeing him versus uh, Nicky Rod, for example, we sort of have a good uh, gauge as to how good he really is versus, like, our style or one of our guys that we train with. So, yeah, I really don't see Kyle winning in, in any way whatsoever, uh, whether it's wrestling, whether it's guard passing or, or playing guard. Pretty much anything Kyle's going to do uh, versus Gordon is going to just fall apart. I'm going to ask you some of the secret sauce yeah. here. So Gordon always kind of brings a new uh, element to the table. I feel like he's, he, whether he's trying to sell a DVD or just test himself, you know, he's always trying to implement yeah. a specific thing. Do you have any idea what he might be trying to do this weekend? The new thing Gordon's trying to do. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends what Kyle does. That, that's a good question. It's, it's going to depend on where Kyle sort of forces Gordon to uh, – engage in in what way like if kyle wrestles okay then gordon's putting out a wrestling dvd if kyle <laughs> plays guard well it looks like everyone's gonna buy his guard passing dvd if kyle if gordon decides to sit guard then it's gonna be just a disaster for kyle from that point of view like i i don't know whatever's gonna happen is gonna be gordon's next big thing i i think he just sort of decides on the spot like when he uh when he gets into the match and then i think the the match i'm more interested to hear uh, your opinion, man. 
First off, because if you say the wrong thing in that last one, you might be out of a place to live. So you got to be very careful. But uh, yeah, Nikki, Nikki Ryan, and Ty. I mean, this is you've obviously competed against Ty, and Nikki is not only one of your main training partners. You've competed against Nikki too. Like I, I'd be oh, really, yeah. I'd be really interested to hear your opinion on uh, what you think about this matchup. Nikki versus Ty. Uh, so Nikki is. First of all, Nikki is also insanely good. Uh, just really doing anything to Nikki is extremely hard. Um, from from all from all uh, positions like wrestling, guard playing, guard passing, anything. He's just very very cautious, very good inside position, uh, good off balances, good like leg entanglements, leg entries. Um, so I think Nikki's game sort of is very stylistically a bad matchup for Ty uh, in the sense that Ty uses a lot of outside movement, outside passing. And to pass Nikki's guard with outside passing is, I mean, if you're able to do that, then you must have some very, very good outside passing. I would say uh, if I were to call it beforehand, Nikki's going to enter his legs and uh, he'll hook him. Um, like, just comparatively speaking, how their games are going to play out together. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I guess, yeah, I just, I feel like Nikki can leg lock tie. So you're thinking the. That- Leg locks, sort of. It sounds like you're thinking leg locks for both of them, for both both these matches. Yeah, I think that's sort of the biggest uh, discrepancy in skill between us and the Rotolos. I think like we're all sort of both, the, all four of us are sort of good in in all aspects, but where the uh, skills start to sort of break away from each other is in uh, leg entanglement. So just lower body like grappling positions overall um they're very good at guard passing they're very good at wrestling and you know we're also pretty good at that we just you know we're sort of maybe closer matched in in those aspects uh whereas in the leg entanglements i think we're further ahead by a by a margin that we can actually use to our advantage there you have it pretty confident and uh can't say we're surprised to hear that. The Rule Tolls are also very aware that the leg lock game was going to be a huge weapon for you guys. They said they've been training it, but it's one thing to train for and to actually see it and, and real speed. So, very exciting stuff. When do you get into Dallas? Coming in Thursday? Uh, I don't know, baby. I didn't get any info about our flights yet. I think we're all sort of just waiting waiting for you guys to book it, right? Or, I, I don't know. I'm believe you should have that info, but no, we'll definitely follow uh, up immediately. Seth, Seth we should have those flights by now, yeah. Gordon, Gordon knows because Gordon told me he was traveling on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, I'll talk to Seth. Uh, he's supposed to. We'll confirm that you are indeed going to make it to the uh, the, uh, the show. Book, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, hopefully. Uh, yeah. No, you didn't. You didn't already buy your own ticket, Ethan. You're supposed to. Be... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah. But uh, I'll, nervous I'll, laughter. I'll <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, Ethan. Thanks so much for joining us today, man. I'll see you in a couple days. Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody bought yes. you a plane ticket. Yeah, hopefully we make it. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll see you. In, I'll see you in Dallas, man. Looking forward to it. Safe travels, Ethan. We'll see you in a couple. Cool. cool. Thank you, guys. All right, that was Ethan Crownston. Uh, big thank you to him for calling in on a busy training schedule. Busy show today. Had a bunch of fun guests uh, recapping the, the fight to win event from. Saturday and looking ahead to several really, really exciting events. Of course, we have Who's Number One on Friday. That is June 5th, and uh, Gordon Ryan versus Kyle Bame in the main event. Then we have Third Coast Grappling's Great Return on Saturday with uh, the Kumite. And that is going to be a fire event with Roberto Jimenez, Hibamar, Jamie Canuto, Braginha, 
Uh, Tackett, Pedro Mourinho. So you got a Killer Nogi event on Friday, Killer Gi event on Saturday. So. And it's a bracket, right? All so that's why I, I'm loving Third Coast because it's a, a little bit of a tournament. Not a full scale, but, you know, a bit of a return to the norm there. Further out, we have Fight to Win. It continues on. And uh, Jits King is around the corner. So, guys, professional grappling is back. And we will be there every step of the way. Michael and I will be in Dallas this weekend at Who's Number One, bringing you all the behind-the-scenes coverage and 